Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? <laughs> With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Jay King, Wozni Lambert, Trevon Edwards, Dave Dufour, and of course, Jade Hoy producing. And we've got a new game to play, guys, that I have two names for, which we will decide on in a little bit. For that, we have some Shaq Shade, and we have some Marvin Bagley Jr. Shade. Trey, I'll, I'll do dealer's choice here. What would you like to pick first, Shaq Shade or Bagley Jr. Shade? I'm going with Bagley Jr. All right. For 5,000, so, Zach. So for 5,000-somethings, uh, Marvin Bagley Jr., who is the father of Marvin Bagley III, that's how that sequence works, uh, tweeted to the Sacramento Kings, please trade Marvin Bagley III out of Sacramento ASAP. Um, which is normally like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of funny to me, but at the same time, this is a Kings organization that is not that good. They're trying hard. They're three and three. They lose two to Houston. Bagley's been okay. So the team's been okay. It's a solid start and what should be a solid start because they do have a lot of like good moments, a couple of wins over Denver early on in this season, right? I think their three losses are to Phoenix and then Houston twice. Like the Kings should be feeling good. But Trey, this is a distraction. This is a distraction the Kings maybe aren't good enough to just overcome easily, right? Not that they can't overcome it, but can't overcome easily. And it reminds me a little bit of, it's a little LeVar Ball-esque, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say that. I mean, to this point, you don't want your family members getting involved with your workplace. I mean, no one's, your mom's not going to show up to the athletic and tell them, hey, you need to put my son's article up front on the front page of the app. You know what I'm saying? So in this particular situation, obviously though, he's voicing his opinion. It is a bad look. And then obviously Bagley the third going into the interview saying, I'm answering every question only about tomorrow's game and only basketball. I would have just said, well, regarding tomorrow, you know, what's up about your pop's tweets? You know what I'm saying? About you going out. You know what I mean? And followed up with it because you know what I mean? Like those are the time, those are the type of conversations you need to have with those people and tell them, you know, give them a, you know, a gag order right? because it's, it's a bad look. It, it is a bad look. Um, I mean, like, you know, I know Trey Burke's family had some stuff with the jazz when Trey Burke was on the team and everything. And when he, when he got moved, um, you know, Jay, I, I'm, you know, Trey brings up a great point. Should my mom be haggling the athletic to get me better placement on the front page? Nah, she should be telling the athletic that they shouldn't even put your articles anywhere near the front page. <laughs> oh, you must, you sound like a power rankings commenter. She, uh, no, but I just think this adds another level of scrutiny that Bagley just doesn't need. He's still trying to find his way in the NBA. It's not like he's done anything of substance. He's barely been able to stay on the court. And now his father is chirping the organization. He's basically no commenting questions about it. It's just something he doesn't need, something the Kings don't need. And it's it feels like something always happens to the Kings like this. Like it was Buddy Heald disgruntled all last season. Now it's <laughs> the whole Bagley family's stepping up. I, I just I wish that I wish for Marvin Bagley the third that his father had just kept his mouth shut and and let things be easier on his son as he kind of tries to make his way in the NBA. Dave, can we talk about the elephant in the room though? What's that, Luca? The Kings would be pumped if they felt like they could trade Marvin Bagley for something worthwhile, (laughs) right? Like. No, you can't punt. Like, I know, I know on, it wasn't man. Monty like, What are you McNair's, trying to do? I, wasn't, I know it wasn't Monty McNair's pick, but you can't punt that early, can you? I, sure, why not? I, I mean, he, you got a contract extension coming up true. in a year. That guy played 13 games last year after playing, you know, only 62 his rookie year. Not like um, 20. Right. It's, yeah, the, you're right. Uh, <laughs> it's just not a great start for him. It's not like he's setting the world on fire. The guy is a big and he's shooting sub 40%. In the two point area on the season, like uh, let's let's work on the game and then you know then worry about trade demands. But yeah, his dad's way out of line. 
definitely gave him a lot of problems that the guy doesn't need. So, Trey so just, this is this on, is he's got on, problems on, of his own. Wait, real quick, Trey just sent this to the chat. Uh, Jay Skeets tweeted out a Jason Jones article excerpt in which it said, "When Jaeger, former Kings coach Dave Jaeger, misspoke and referred to Bagley III as Motown legend Marvin Gaye in a game at Detroit, Bagley Jr. refer or began to refer to Jaeger as yogurt." As a way of saying his last name wrong. <laughs> What's happening with Marvin Come Bagley on. Jr.? <laughs> so this is where I generally I, I, I roll my eyes when people be like, oh, the player empowerment might be getting out of control and blah, 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 blah. And it's not so much that Bagley is empowered to do anything, right? Like you're under contract. You're not going anywhere. And this is like a Kev Love special where you're like requesting to be traded, but you're not playing well enough to be wanted by anybody. Um, right. And, and and so it's just like, who is, what has Marvin Bagley done in this league to say, I need to be traded because this team is failing me? Like, at what point is he's he getting ever... outplayed by Rashawn Holmes, bro? Exactly. Yeah. Well, but, like, at right, what point has you ever yeah. not failed this what? team? Hold on. Let like, me ask he's you a question. Lucky to be though, starting. Dave, Dave is, are the Kings putting him in a position to succeed? Because to be fair, like, I don't think Bagley's playing well, but it is the mm-hmm. Kings. Right, like I, it could be they're. Well, mutually, you just said it though. They could be mutually right, screwing each it. other. This is this uh, so far, right? It, it is early, yeah. But this is really competitive basketball that they're playing. Even the games they lost, I mean, they were in it. Yeah. Um, this is clearly a, a different team. They they seem to be a little bit more cohesive. They've got better players. I would say huge. clearly a different team. I I don't know well, about that. I don't think this team is very good. They have better players. They have some talent, right? De'Aaron Fox yeah. probably got better. Tyrese Halliburton is a competent NBA player, five games, six games into his career. Uh, Bagley is not as good, right? Like you're not seeing him kind of rise with the rest of them. That That's legitimate. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is outplaying him, like Trey just said. Uh, I, like, But again, it's not the player that said anything. I kind of feel bad for him, right? right. Like, he didn't do it. I think he handled it well, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I give him a lot of credit for that um, because he's got – Issues of his own. As of right now, I mean, think about the top five of that draft, and he went number two. That's already a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, and he's and he's and he the worst of the five. I, I do yeah. think right? there's something yeah. to be said for the fact that the Kings haven't really put him in a position to succeed. Absolutely. And like this year, I think he's pretty clearly a center in today's mm-hmm. NBA, and they're starting him next to Rishon Holmes, and and because Holmes can't shoot or do much of anything on the perimeter like it's on Bagley to make that fit and and to be the guy who spaces out sometimes and works on other parts of his game where where really like he was a top five pick usually organizations do what they can to put those guys in positions to succeed it doesn't feel like they've ever really done that for Marvin Bagley and granted he hasn't really stayed on the court at all and and they've had a, a lot of other issues to kind of try to figure out but, and I don't know if him at center can defensively work at all, right. but like they just haven't really tried him as much in the way that he'll probably be best. And so I, I understand why his father's frustrated. I don't think his father should be tweeting trade requests or anything like that, but I do get from Bagley's <laughs> perspective that, that he's kind of been the one who's had to squeeze out parts of his game and and they haven't really tried to to maximize him. Yeah, I Jay, think the-, the most killer part was that the dad deleted the tweet and then followed up with retweeting everybody <laughs> retweeting. else yep. that screen capped it. Yep. I love He's that movie. That He's is a actually, legend. That's, a, that's such a great, that's great a, movie. That's a new one for me. <laughs> it, you know, it's the equivalent of when uh, – it's the Rick James story. He's like, I got more sense to be digging my feet into his couch. Yeah, I remember digging my feet into his couch. I do think it's tough for Bagley because he, you know, last year was a wasted year, right? Like he wasn't mm-hmm. healthy. He plays 13 games. They have the pandemic, you, you know, everything complete. It's a complete waste of a year. Um, I don't know what you should expect from him then coming into this year better than what he's done. But I don't. I don't know. Like I. I feel like. I feel like everyone's kind of screwed here because it's the Kings, and until the Kings prove otherwise, like that's that's usually the situation they find themselves in. Is being well. Screwed. And the other thing is, you know, it's not like he's playing bad. Like he's not 
bad at all. And, and the lineups that that he's in are performing well. So clearly the stuff that he's doing is at least not hurting. Right. And he's still grabbing eight rebounds a game. Like there maybe the expectations for what he ought to be because he was a second pick are a little bit, you know, wrong as to what he's going to be as a player. But clearly he's an NBA player. It's just this is his third year and he really hasn't shown anything. I can't imagine. Ah, man, I don't know. I thought he, also I thought having he was, that dumped on you. I thought he was really good as a rookie. Rookie rookie year, yeah. right? Showed a lot and then, of energy. And then last year's a, a wasted year, and then you know, a week mm-hmm. and a half into this this one, he's a disaster. I mean, right? We don't have to say it like it's a funeral or it's the end right, of his right, career. Right, right. Just right. pops, put the phone down. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's more. It's actually more it. his dad's good issue than it is for, his issue. Like he can he can bounce back and have a great week, and his numbers look good, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's let's go to the Shack Shade. Uh, Shaq on the all things cons- or all things covered podcast said this about Rudy Gobert and his new two hundred and five million dollar contract. I'm not gonna hate, but this should be an inspiration to all the little kids out there. You average eleven points in the NBA, you can get two hundred million dollars. <laughs> You know someone's going to hate so hard when they start off with, I'm not going to yeah, hate. No disrespect, but. No disrespect, <laughs> but this guy's a bum. Backhanded compliments are great. They are. They're the best. I love them. The best. Oh, boy. Um, so, jazz fans were pissed at this. And of course. I know it doesn't work this way, but I my thought then always ends up being, if you're good with Rudy getting the $205 million as a jazz fan, why do you care that Shaq is is throwing shade here now i i get i know i'm being i'm trying to be too pragmatic which becomes right right you know not pragmatic at all but i do like i don't know it's funny to me that jazz fans would get mad at this if they're cool with the contract but i i also and i'll also look at it like this uh zach Shaq's probably played defense two, three years out of his career, like really hard and really intentionally (laughs) Mm -hmm. and doesn't understand the pay scale of how guys get paid that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it seems like a that's like the a thing. You have to look thing, at it right? like yeah. even my comment about Gobert about getting a 200 million. I never said that he wasn't good at defense or that he isn't in a situation to earn that. I just wouldn't pay him that much for it because he's by far you know. And Dave can follow up with this on a statistical mm-hmm. point. Probably one of the best at it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Shaq has to understand that, you know what I mean? That it's not points per game. And I think that's just casual fan in general. When you see a guy like uh, something rolled out today about Spencer, I said Spencer Dinwiddie was um, very valuable and missed. And uh, someone said that uh, in three games, he only scored 20 points. Saw that. Yeah. That's not the, that's not the point. It's the <laughs> right, other right, thing. Right. Like it's not even about well, the points you're playing with well, and, and Trey, as a we know, as we know, he's only like played that, those right? three games in his career. So, you know, that's the great, that's a good sample yeah. size to go off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really a novice understanding of the game. And I mean, we know what Shaq is doing, right? Like that's, that's a but bit. I don't, it's a good I don't bit. think it's a, funny it's a novice understanding of the game though, Dave, honestly, like being a dominant well, no, 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 defender but, is not as valuable as being a dominant offensive player. Oh, no, 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 hundred percent. But also I'm talking CBA and salary cap too, right? Cause that influences, but that. But that influences him getting that max contract, right? Like, right. is he a max player on the open market where there are no? No. But for the Utah Jazz in the position that they're in and with his importance to their team and, and wanting to make the playoffs and, you know, hopefully be top four in the West. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Dave, Plain I, I was going to instantly agree with you on him not being a max player in the open market. But then I remembered Gordon Hayward got $120 million. And so now, I'm like, now I don't know. <laughs> You know, like I, that's a good, well, I believe with you. It only takes I believe one you in asshole, spirit, right? right? Yeah, that's the thing. It yeah. only takes but one But you get asshole. what I mean, yeah, right? For sure. Like, but Rudy Gobert might also, you know, and, and I'm not. I don't want to do a, a ranking thing, but like he's like a twentieth, twenty fifth best player in the league. Like, just the way that the salary cap works, those guys are getting max contracts. That's how it works. And yeah, so, I think Shaq is looking at him like this mm-hmm. guy is a glorified Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah, and Dikembe nobody would, would have ever million. saw Dikembe Mutombo in his heyday as in the same stature of a Shaq, of a Robinson, of an Olajuwon. Right. The kind of players that Shaq feels like at the center position who should get paid, mm-hmm. right? Like he's a Dikembe Mutombo, he's an Alonzo Mourning, he's a nice defensive mind. Which, by the way, is a Hall of Famer. Because your defense, big, but also for sure, one, he's one of the best pick and roll centers of the modern era. 
offensively. I mean, he, he really is. Is he? Very, very skilled as a role man and as a screener. Is he? Uh, is skilled he? as a role yeah. man? Why hasn't he yeah, ever absolutely. done it in the playoffs, Dave? If he's so damn good this? at it. Are we still doing yes, this? Yes, we're still until, doing until he does it in the playoffs, probably. Well, is going to still be here. It's not going anywhere. Oh my god! As me and Waz, as me and Waz have been told, we won't have the last laugh. I kind of feel. Let's circle back to this in May or June. I'm, I'm I mean, they're pro, not gonna make it that far, pro, but we'll circle yeah, back. I'm pro Rudy Gobert getting that money from Utah. I think they had to do it, right? Yeah, but exactly. But again, yes. like. I think it's a great regular season contract. I think it's terrible for the playoffs until proven otherwise. I'm and, con- and I think that's the that's just going to be what it's going to be one of those things of like until it doesn't look like and he played like he played pretty well against Jokic in that series, right? Oh yeah, he played oh, yeah. pretty well. He played in that, him head. Yep. As a Jazz fan, how do you, what would satisfy you out of that deal? If if if. Yeah. The championship Honestly, is number one. If, if, I think, if, I think if championship it, is a ceiling. Nah, multiple trips nah. to the conference finals, probably you're like, all right, it was worth it. Yeah, I think that's what you would want to see. And ultimately, I think if, if you're a Jazz fan, you're realistic that like a lot of things have to break your way for you to win the championship the way the NBA is set up. Like a right. few things exactly. have like a lot of things have to break your way as the Utah Jazz in order to win a championship. So, yeah, like Zach said, hey, man, t- take the team to the freaking seventh game in the second round. You know, let's see. Let's let's get our juices flowing. Just thinking, oh, man, maybe we could have been a step from the conference finals. But like as it stands now, look, if I'm a Jazz fan, I'm happy. I actually really like this team. I think they're fun to watch. I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But, you know, ultimately, you know, they're not going to be better than the Lakers or the Clippers. Dare I say it? I think it's obvious here that that Shaq, like he doesn't really embrace centers. (laughs) He hates on basically every good center the yeah, NBA I mean, has Dwight had. Howard was really Simpson. fucking good, and he hated Dwight. Dwight Howard, he'll criticize Joel Embiid. He'll criticize, obviously, Gobert this or time Zingas. is his punching bag. And and I'm team Rudy on this one. I, 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 I think it's obvious, like, Gobert deserves a lot of money. He's one of the best defenders in the league, if not the very best, especially during the regular season. But I kind of do feel, Shaq, that, that Gobert is just so limited. And like you can't you can't throw him the ball. He's not a guy who will ever space the court. He's not a great post up threat. And then defensively, even like he he has some trouble stay, sticking with guys on the perimeter at the highest of basketball levels. And like we said, like it doesn't always matter he's gonna be great he's gonna help the jazz win a lot of games and even win playoff series but i do kind of feel shack that like there's just a lot that he doesn't have in his game and it does hold the jazz back in some ways i think i think in terms of like what their pathway to like elite success is and i think i think we can pretty much all agree with this gobert sets their floor very high and anything right. above that is going to be completely dependent on Donovan Mitchell. That's not a bad way I'm to with look you at on it. that. And, yeah, and, and I and I right? think and I think that's that's a good for a team like, for a franchise like the Jazz in that market. That's a right. good gamble, right? I don't that's think it's going to. Lakers. I don't think it's going to pay off with a championship unless unless Donovan becomes like an elite elite player, which I do think is possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. But I think that's that's probably where. The, and if you're the Jazz small market team looking to be competitive they're always trying to be competitive every year they've only tanked like once essentially um mm-hmm. like that's that's with your philosophy and it's the whole like okay we'll just stick around stick stick around and then maybe someone you know gets hurt or maybe something breaks our way right whatever that but is. not just that you, you can't lose rudy because you might hit on another donovan mitchell in the draft drafting where they draft they you know potentially it's you don't have great chance but maybe you hit on another guy and that's how teams like utah you know, that's how they win. Right, and look where they got. I mean, they got Rudy 27, right? They got Donovan. Yeah, at, what, because 13? if you like, lose Rudy yeah. and you get that guy, now you've lost Rudy. And now you got to find that other third guy. Yeah. And you know you're not signing that guy. Right. And you're probably it's not tricky. trading for him. You know who looks probably. great for them? Mike Conley. 
He looks yeah. so much more comfortable now he than he was during his first man, season with them. He's he moving looks well. So good. He's moving well, and the stroke looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Conley's going to be so much better for them now that he's had a year in that system. Now that he has had a year of playing alongside Donovan Mitchell, like it, it must have been really tough for him. With the Grizzlies, he was really their lone playmaker for a lot of those seasons. And obviously, Gasol did a lot of playmaking, but but from a perimeter standpoint, so much yeah, of the there. burden was on him. Then he went to the Jazz last year, and Donovan Mitchell's the guy. And so I, I think people underrated how much of a transition that was going to be for him, but I think he's got it now. Yeah, and I, he also hurt his hamstring in, like, December or something like that, right? And then that's that's just a tough injury to come back in season. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I just think he raises their ceiling, too, if, if he can continue to play like he has early in the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We got a new game that I have two different names for, so we can decide which name we want it to be. First name option. We play playoff, way off, or layoffs. Okay. <laughs> or this also could be known as oh, I like that postseason, ghost season, or roast season. So which one do we like better? I like playoff, layoff, playoff, yeah. playoff, yeah, way, like off playoffs, okay. way off, or layoff. Right, yeah. So this is going to be because now we're firing guys, which is completely yes. insensitive <laughs> and inappropriate. But horrible, horrible let's, let's thing do to do <laughs> is to fuck with someone's job, especially during these times. But all right. Whatever. It's the I was going to say, luckily, the, everything economically is stable. Yeah, everything's stable again, so we're good. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's do this as, um, I guess, what expectations could be after the first two weeks, all right? So the Atlanta Hawks will be our first team. And let's just say not, mm. as, a, not as a team that could make the playoffs because they've, they've had a better start than I think maybe anyone actually anticipated just in terms of like they're really winning games. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do this as a potential top six seed in the East, like avoiding the play-in tournament. So for the Hawks, uh, Waz, I'll start with you. Playoffs, way off, or layoffs? Playoffs, playoffs. Y'all know I'm I'm a Trey TL head on this pod. Um, Trey Tielian. Ah, I'm a Trey Tielian. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I like that one. Good job, J Bone. Um, Stole that from the internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think the Hawks are definitely playoffs, right? Like I think Trey Young is clearly going to be an MVP candidate. They've just gotten so much better from one replacing non-NBA players <laughs> who got heavy rotational minutes. And some of that were their rookies last year who just sucked because they were rookies and all rookies suck with competent above average NBA play. And I think Hunter just looks way better this year. Like he's just made Wait, a that huge looks so good. improvement. Yeah. He's doing—he he barely looked like an NBA rotation. Dude, he's doing stuff year. off the dribble now, which I thought he was just going to be literally a catch and shoot, you know, three and D with the barely three type of guy. Um, but he's doing—he's making plays with the ball in his hand. I like how Cam Reddish is looking, and I think his defensive potential is a bit underrated because he was known as some type of scorer coming in. Um, and yeah, I just think Trey Young is looks incredible bro like incredible so playoffs all day does everybody agree with was is anyone gonna say way off or or layoffs that we need to start firing i I mean honestly you know you said it i didn't think it would click this fast i also thought that you know they were gonna start gallo i had no idea what they were gonna do with john collins uh they look really good and and it got it got good fast. And I think that that's why they started Reddish and Hunter uh, in particular and are bringing Bogdan off the bench. Cause those guys have been working together during this entire hiatus and all that downtime they had. Clearly they put in work. They look amazing. Yeah. Right, I, I I still doubt their defense is good enough to do anything of substance. Once they get to the time. playoffs, nah, yeah. they're not going to be, but that offense is scary. And I, I'm really and impressed. Capella by, looks good as hell too. 
Yeah, Capella looks good. They all look good. And and I think it just goes to show like the value of having maturity on a roster. And like like Waz said, the depth on this roster is just so much different than it was last year. Like bringing bringing Gallo off the bench sometimes, like okay, like that's that's tough. And I didn't think they were going to be able to to kind of work Collins into this. I, I really doubted that he was going to be a big piece of this team or at least like nearly as big a piece as he had been in the past, but they fit him in. They've Trey has been unbelievable. The young guys look good. Like this is, this is a team that's, that's dangerous and they're dangerous when they get to the playoffs too, because that offense could be awesome. That offense is going to be really tough to stop. I still have questions about Collins, but yeah, I'm going, I'm going playoff here for sure. Um, Is Trey better than everyone thought? I feel like he had a lot of criticism last year what for that? someone who what averaged does that mean? thirty yeah, and eight so assists or whatever. No offense, I didn't so give him enough credit. Nerds who were like, "Oh, but his defense!" Like, shut up, man. That, <laughs> that team was never going to be good. That team was never going to be good last year. Of course, he was going to be bad. What he did offensively was stellar, especially when everyone knew he was getting the ball every single night because their backup was Jeff Teague. At one point, they pulled him off the scrap heap. Like that. That's how desperate they were for another ball handler on that team. It's like, oh, all right, let's bring in Teague. Let's bring him back. The like, level of competence, who, the only dude. other competent guy in the backcourt was Herder, who was hurt the whole damn year. Yeah. It was just pure Herder. rubbish. Yeah. Herder. <laughs> but, but see, I, I, I didn't give Trey enough credit last year. Like, I thought part of it credit. was that just they were in blowouts all the time and teams weren't as focused in. And and I, th- I thought because so much – was on him like he just had kind of artificial stats but they're they're not artificial at all yeah, I, I mean there's, I was a there's moron. always gonna there's always gonna be the question of is this dude like a looter in a riot type of thing right like kevin love got those questions devin booker you know people could have questioned that early on when he was getting 70 right and, and that team was garbage like guys over the years you know there are plenty of players who they get those questions and once they get a little bit of competent players around them it shows that like, oh, no, no, no. These guys do get those numbers on better teams, right? And I think Trey's just the latest of those guys. I think, um, I, you know, I think if they hadn't had success early on, Bradley Beal would have gotten those questions. But the fact that he and Wall were together, like, I just think that you're always going to get that, oh, those stats are empty because that team sucks. But I actually, I do think there's something to the fact that like he did it. He did it at, in a very efficient way, especially considering the volume. And to be able to do all that when everyone knows we just got to stop that guy tonight and this team's going to fold. Like, I think that's hard to do. He's shooting 12 free throws a game. (laughs) What's it it going to take? Most importantly, what's it going to take for you guys to walk back the Luca trade being horrible? Oh, it was horrible. I mean, now hold on. Now, Waz is, Waz is just trying. That's to... still not a great trade. <laughs> Let's I'm not pretend kidding, like it is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to get Zach upset. I don't do trade grades. <laughs> hey, I, get, I think I gave him both an A for that, but, you know, Luke yeah, is way better. Let's find out 15 yeah, years Luke from now. Luke is way better, it's, which is fine. Trey's still amazing. Right. Trey's still yeah. incredible. Um, all right. Let's do this one. This ought to be fun. This can fold in a, a conversation I know Waz is dying to have. Playoffs, way off, or layoffs, your Golden State Warriors. Trey? <laughs> Layoff. Whoa! Oh, he's ready to fire people. Whoa. Get rid of them. Whoa! Yeah, Who are we firing I mean, over um, there? I mean, Steve Kerr, maybe. I don't think we're firing anybody, but I think that can you this fire team can't Andrew afford Wiggins? to drop and have a losing record in the first 20 games. Maybe the layoffs are part of that roster, because that, man, that roster is. Because. With the layoff, you get to that point, you start shutting guys down. You know, obviously, they took a huge gamble getting Ubre. He's shooting 4% from the three, which is something I probably ain't seen ever in my lifetime. 4% is almost impossible. I looked up the other day, Trey, is you as an adult has 1 in 25 odds uh, of golf being their favorite sport, which is what Ubre yeah. is shooting from three. Golf is your, you as an adult's favorite sport. That's what he's shooting. That is that that is That is crazy. And also, you know, um, probably probably sending Draymond off. It's time. It might be time. That, and, yeah. you know, they, they, they hit the market and, and just go young and try to figure it out from here. But right now it's just not working, whatever they're trying to do. And I think that 
you know, Steph loves the game so much that he's just going to continue to try to play through it and, you know, not really yell at guys, but that, that team, that team's not competing right now. I mean, you know, Wiseman, he's going to get better, you know, but looking down the line, you know, they, they just got guys that, that are good character guys in the locker and just going to play hard, but I don't think they're winning ball games in the West. They're incredibly frustrating to watch because the players in that starting lineup, I'm pointing directly at Ubre and Wiggins, actively take away from Steph's greatness. Like, they have been unintelligent I got to quibble with something here. Wiggins is playing so much better than Kelly Oubre. I find it offensive he's being lumped in with Oubre. <laughs> that, he's that, playing that's, so much better than Oubre. He's not yeah. playing well, yeah. but I mean, he's, he's playing so much better than Oubre. much as Oubre, so that's, that's a good thing <laughs> that but, he's doing that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, once in a while, just, just wait for Steph to get open, guys. Like, it's not... The problem with that team is, like, they don't realize Steph is infinitely better than everyone else on the roster and that everyone else should just be bit pieces they they think they should make plays and stuff it's it's irritating it's it's so frustrating watching i think part of it is that steve kerr needs to just scrap some of the old stuff that they used to do and and granted it's tough because some of that stuff makes steph great but man you can't like you can't run this high iq offense with with a rookie, a rookie center, Ubre and Wiggins. Like you just can't, like they can't do the same stuff that they were trying to do. The short training camp really is hurting them. And, sure. and, right? and like, not knowing Clay was gone until right before training camp. Page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but they also they're not putting a lot of talent on the court every night. Mm-mm. That that's the number one thing that's killing them. It, it, we can talk about the execution. We can talk about the scheme being too complicated. But the the truth is they've got less talent than everybody else. Um, the clay injury is not helping him. Ubre playing like, I don't know, <laughs> Devonte Graham when he first came to the NBA. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, it's gonna be bad. I, I really want to see what happens with them after a second season where they're essentially tanking. I, I feel like they're gonna have to make some changes because part of this is because they haven't really drafted all that well. Last few years, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they never really developed any young guys. They never, nobody. Of, uh, they obviously Draymond. Look at the swings they took. Was a though, second round you know? type of guy, but Smile like each. Yeah, but was that was like Damian eight years Jones. ago. I know yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I, I remember when people were calling um. Damn, what's the kid from Long Beach? Uh, they were calling him the next freaking, you know, Kevin Garnett. His rookie season and like. You know, wh- whatever. That's that's neither here. Oh, Jordan Bell. Yeah, Jordan, Bell. Jordan Bell. Jordan yes. Bell. Yes. I never heard but, that. Yeah. <laughs> when did they call him the next Kevin Garnett? Reckless tonight. But, but, but this is the, so. This is the tough thing to do, though, was, and this is how the Spurs were able to pull this off for so long, right? The hard part is to get the guys like Steph Curry, your Tim Duncan, and then the the other hard part is to build around them and to sustain it for a long time but you got to draft well and it's hard to draft well at the back end of the first round yeah it's really but hard. see so here's the thing with golden state i think if they had clay this year they would have been mm-hmm. good enough to be your seventh seed that people somehow think this team is good enough to be and they would have seen what they had and been like all right mm-hmm. we're going to go into next season able to attack what it is that we need with this group right. of guys who we have, because we've seen it for a season, and it's like, all right, this is a brand, not a brand new, but it's a new iteration of this thing that we've been doing for a while, and they can go out and do that. You right. take Clay out, mm. and it's like, this is, it's just, it's, 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 it's a burning house, man. I, I'm sorry. Like, before the season started, I'm watching this team in preseason, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get shot creation from Steph. And nowhere else, like reliable shot creation. I mean, like, and nowhere else is that ever happening. So you're not going to have a good offense. So what you're telling me, this team's going to be what top three in defense. How you're not going to have a top three defense. How is this team supposed to be going to the sixth seed with a bad offense and a bad defense? I don't like, I just don't understand how that's supposed to happen. And, you know, it's bearing itself out. They just don't have the horses, man. And, you know, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but y'all not making the playoffs. And y'all never was once Clay went down. I, I think things will look a lot different once Draymond is healthy and playing big minutes because he'll be taking away 
minutes from guys who don't really deserve to be on the court and he'll 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 just give them that that second level of playmaking and and just another smart player and great defender but like and and this is a problem they had back in the like even when Kevin Durant was there it started to be obvious that they didn't have enough shooting around Steph and Clay and Kevin Durant like like those guys did it all yeah. And now Clay got hurt, and Steph's the only one left, and KD's gone, and they still don't have any shooting anywhere else. And it's like, like they don't have shooting, they don't have intelligence, they don't have defenders. Like, man. But other than that, it's going great. J- James Wiseman has fl- <laughs> he's shown flashes of. <laughs> no, I think Wiseman's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be good. good. Four he's years. not right now. Right, right. Exactly. He gets Steph lost Curry's going to be thirty-seven yeah. years old and and playing on the PGA Tour. This right. is the wild thing is. And uh, obviously a big chunk of this is the fact that Steph has been shooting horribly so far, uh, not just for him, but just in general, shooting 32% from three on 11 attempts. Uh, but they're 30th in three-point accuracy. Oof. And it's only it's only above 30% right now because of Andrew Wiggins' performance. Yep. That's and Wiggins does this every year, right? Like, you have a three-week period where he's just splashing threes. And right, this- but here's the funny thing. is like he's shooting 37% from the right. field. <laughs> it's 41% from three, but he can't make a shot around the basket right now. They have Stephen Curry in their dead last in offense right now. Yeah. That's almost impossible. Layoffs. Yeah. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com layoffs all right um mm-hmm. what about now we are recording this before the warriors play on sunday night against the blazers um so i don't know maybe they went off or anything but we're also recording this when it's halftime of the denver nuggets minnesota timberwolves game as of right now the nuggets are up seven on a wolves team that does not have carl anthony towns out there so playoffs way off or layoffs your denver nuggets Oh, playoffs. I think they're it's fine. Playoffs. Playoffs. They're All right, fine. let's do it. Let's yeah. do it as a contender then. Ooh. Okay. That's that's Ooh. more status of point, contender. Right? Cuz here's the thing, Way right? Off. Like Jer- yeah. Jeremy Grant, like losing Jeremy Grant hurts them more in the playoffs than it does in a regular season. Right. Uh losing Tory Craig hurts them for both. Um but the Jeremy Grant when they're really going to feel in the playoffs when they go up against Kawhi and LeBron and and the guys that Jeremy Grant has to guard. So uh, yeah, they're going to be a playoff team, but they're not a real contender anymore. They, they're going to have to figure out that wing defense because right now they got nothing. Yeah, I think the troubling thing is, and look, it's going to be different because one, just the complete situation of this season as is. Yeah, and yeah. and that, yeah, you're playing home games, but you don't have the crowd. But like they played almost all their games at home so far. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've looked bad. Mm-hmm. Like they like yeah. they don't stop anybody there hasn't been much of a difference uh actually in in scoring differential between home and away which is part of why this season's been so weird to start so i don't know if it's actually going to hurt them to go away or not yeah uh, i think that this is more just figuring out who they are and and how they're going to play can jamal murray be the guy that he was in the bubble uh, doubtful but can he be like 90 percent of that guy probably 
they need to figure that out. But it's just, you know, it's early. It's real yeah, early. It's real early. Them. And when you watch the game, sometimes they just decide to do the Jokic and Murray two-man game. And it looks just as crazy potent as it did in the playoffs, right? Yeah, like, you can't I'm stop not it. worried yeah, about what they stuff, do on yeah. offense. Yeah, they got to... They got to hunker down and figure out the defense. And, you know, Jokic is never going to be Bill Russell. And it's not because he, hey, like, listen, and I'll tell you. not going to do that. But, was and it's not because he's not trying this Bill year. He, he can't even say that. He came in. <laughs> <laughs> That's disrespectful to Bill Winnington. What did you do to me, man? No, I'll tell you that. My goodness. That little elbow jumper. Oh. But. But Jokic, Jokic is trying, man. Like he showed up. I mean, he's in the best shape of his career. I he think. looks good. And so, and he's playing. Like he's There's actually efforting defensively. Uh, he's making plays defensively, but it's just that the basic stuff that he can't do that you need out of a big. Millsap has been good, but like they're really missing Grant right now because there were a lot of times where Grant was able to come and help at the basket. So yeah. uh, they got to figure that out. They need more from Michael Porter Jr. defensively. And he's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better, but that defense has been predictably bad. They play Mm -hmm. a lot of guys who just aren't good defenders. They need to get so much better on that end of the court. And and Jeremy Grant is out there showcasing himself in Detroit, and they need him. All-star buzz. (laughs) They, uh, they tra- need him. I said way off. I said way off. Jeremy Ariza out there. <laughs> I said way off, but I think that offense could be awesome. If Jamal Murray is close to what it he was in the bubble, awesome. Porter Jr., I mean, he's averaging 20 on like 57% shooting or something early on in the season. He's been super efficient. He's like just born to score. And Jokic, obviously, just incredible offensive player. I, I think their offense gives him a shot in most matchups. If they can get like an average defense, and I'm not sure they they can, I mean, then, then Jokic, Murray, and Porter might be good enough offensively that they'll be dangerous in, in the playoffs. All right, how about this for a top four seed in the West? And Trey, we'll start with you for playoffs, way off, or layoffs. The Phoenix Suns for a top four seed in the West. Hmm. I'm going to say playoffs. Cause it's not, cause it's a, it's a weird season. Yeah. Well, here's and, what, here's what I like about Trey is like Booker and Chris Paul have not really done a whole lot in terms of just like no. they're going out there and having amazing performances. Like their role players are all doing everything almost. Well, yeah, it's it's just the the overall culture and chemistry that most teams are trying to get when they get. It's people. there for them, and it seems like they just already have yep. it. And then also their role guys are blossoming in their roles. So you got Macal Bridges stepping up, playing exceptionally well. You got you know, Javon Carter howling, you know, hounding people as soon as the ball come in and, and guys making an extra play and, and they're enjoying playing with each other. So, you know, at this thing, they they can surprise, you know what I mean? Because I know a lot of people came in saying that Dallas would probably be number four. And it hasn't been that in such because obviously, you know, without Porzingis and, and maybe Doncic coming in out of shape and, you know, it's it's a lot of ground to cover. So Phoenix yeah. could creep up. They benefited. Yeah, I mean, as- it seems like they they may get there just kind of by default because some other teams are scuffling a little bit to start. Like you know what, Dave? Portland Portland I think is going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah, I think Portland. I think fine. Denver will get better, um, but but Phoenix is like like Trey just pointed out. They're coming in looking like a team that's already connected and playing well together. They may bank some of these early wins and and have a really good shot at a top four in the West. It's still going to be hard, and I, Dave, I would even say unlikely. Portland? You yeah. mentioned Portland and Phoenix reminds me of that uh, three seed Portland team mm-hmm. from a few yeah. years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I still like Portland and Utah better than them. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, the two big dogs in LA I think are going to be rubber stamped into that top four and be above them. So, Portland and Utah I like what they're doing. What I'm seeing from them, I think they're going to do just enough to keep them off. So I'm I am a way off, but. Man, I, the Suns have been my favorite team to watch so far this season. They right, benefited as much as anyone from that bubble, man. 
Like, I mean, they didn't lose. And they ended but, up and right. they ended up freaking saying, look, we're going all in on that group that played so well for that. What what do we call those games? The seeding games? For those seeding, seeding games, games yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and so, you know, the, the, like management rewarded that play with saying, all right, let's invest in this and try to make it even better. And that, you know, the results have, have borne out like that was a good idea. 13 and 1 over the last 14 games, Was. <laughs> <laughs> They've only lost one time since March. I mean, that's impressive. That's, that's a stat yeah, right that's, there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. They've <laughs> <laughs> only lost once in 11 months, huh? That's crazy. Uh, all right. For, first two weeks of the season are the most fun. Last, last one for playoffs, way off, or layoffs. Your Tampa Bay Raptors. Playoffs. Wow. Mm. Layoffs. Ooh, Ooh layoffs. It's looking bad. It's looking bad. I look playoffs. I, I'm I'm Ooh. way off. I'm way He's off. He's ready to launch Pascal Siakam into the sun. When they get James Harden, don't don't change y'all. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? Okay. All right. Now we're talking. So it's the Harden trade. It's, it's the got, Harden it's for Siakam and picks. Yeah, make yeah. it happen. Probably more. Probably more than just Siakam. Yeah, they gotta get. They probably might end up having to give up OG too. Well, no, no, he can't no, get no. traded, right? No, he can't get traded. No, no, no. They can't trade OG. Mm. Damn. Neither can Van Vliet. Yeah, Van Vliet mm. can. But it's either that, it's either that or or teams are gonna start calling about Kyle Lowry. Oh, but what if you sent what if you sent what if you sent Kyle Lowry, right? And then you got back like an Eric Gordon or somebody. Or maybe a PJ Tucker. Hmm? Mm. You throw PJ into that mix mm. and you get another draft pick out of it. I just love what I love needs a to team go after PJ. that has has Van Vliet and OG next to Harden to bulldog the guards and let Harden do his, you know, his Harden thing on defense. There's, there's got to be a rule, though. We can't have James Harden living in Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, I think it's got to be like, you got to wait till he goes back to Toronto. And I know the Toronto nightlife, but I just, I feel like oh, Tampa. Doesn't Tampa Tampa's Bay a, have the most strip clubs gonna, per capita in the country or something like that? Am I making that up? Portland. Portland. I was gonna say, Por- I think it's I, Portland. I, I, yeah, it's Portland. Tampa, I think Tampa's strip clubs probably have a different style and uh, yeah, culture yeah, than, yeah. Bar- than Portland. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all, they all culture. look like, like uh, yeah. something from the set of Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> hey, Rockets, Rockets related. I just want to give a hand clap to John Wall. Yeah, he looks He's great, man. Great. Yep, he looks so good. Yep, he does. Well, so that's the thing, right? If the, if the Rockets just don't trade James Harden, uh, that's interesting. That team is interesting. I don't think he ever buys in, but I, I'm with you in theory. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's, it's always more interesting well, than the Westbrook stuff because John Wall actually is a really good passer. Not that Russ sucks, mm-hmm. but Wall is an elite passer. Yeah, Wall's a playmaker, guys. right? Yeah, like exactly. Russ is a passer, Wall's exactly. a playmaker. Exactly. And so yeah. pairing that with Harden was always going to make it a little bit more interesting and spicy because of the nature of the playmaking of those two guys. But, you know, if Harden's still in his feelings, you know, then he's going to have to do the shaky dance. I mean, <laughs> sore, ankle is, sore ankle is interesting all of a sudden. I'll say that. Oh, man. No, he actually did hurt his ankle toward the end of the, the previous game. Do we think uh, Pascal Siakam is good enough that. to be a centerpiece of a trade like that? That former uh, All Star, I, I am unsure of. That's a good and question. He's out here, and he's out here punching stuff. Yeah, out like of frustration because he was trending like negatively throughout every month of last season. Right, he like started out super right. hot and then he it just kept getting crazy. progressively worse. Yeah, and then he was terrible, terrible in the bubble. Yeah. Right, like he just never had his footing. I don't know he if he had his legs. I don't know what was Boston. going on with him. He looked so bad, and then to start this season, like he just he looks terrible. It's it's like the Raptors have regressed to what people thought they were going to be last season, right? Yeah, everyone thought they were going to struggle and Siakam would be inefficient, and and it's like like oh, this is what was supposed to happen last year, but but didn't because they had a great run. (laughs) Right, and And they also put out the league's best defense last year, right? Like like pound for pound, you know, as far as defensive Mm -hmm. talent, they had it. And so right. that you could mitigate your weaknesses on offense by, you know, getting so many stops and not always playing in the half court. Yeah. 
right? Where you don't have. But they have the worst half court yeah, that, offense in the league last year. And and that defense helped worse this year. Like I mean, it's right, and they're and they're not getting those transition opportunities. Yeah. Like they're they're just a worse basketball team, and so I, that's why I think. I mean, clearly there's a move to be made. Um, Kyle Lowry is on an expiring contract. So if they're not bringing somebody in, I would expect them to move him out. Man, can you do that though? For, like he's so beloved there. I mean, you, it's the you business, can do it. Though. Yeah. You can do it. It's, it's the, like especially when the team is sort of down on their luck. It's one thing to do and it we, coming off of a season where you're like, "Yo, we won right. like 56 if done games." It when he won a title. Or, you know, we just won the title or whatever. But like the team is kind of showing like fans. I noticed it with, with OKC fans once they was cool with Russ. What fans is like, whoa, it's kind of, you know, the team is, is mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. It's okay. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll make peace with for it once they see the product on the floor isn't what they've come to expect. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, he's look, he's about to turn 35 and he's making... These Tampa you know, fans are just different. 30, <laughs> But see, if I was, if I, you stupid, if, if, I, if, if I was one of these fringe sort of knocking on the door guys, he doesn't, Kyle doesn't really fit in Utah, but I think he fits in Denver with Murray. Obviously he fits yeah, with the Clippers who needed, who've been needing a point guard for five years now. Um, or ever since they traded Chris Paul, I should say. Uh, I think if you're one of those type of teams, um, I think Boston should kick the tires on them. Um, I I just feel like if you're uh, yeah, if you could, oh man, if you can move Kemba for him, and he and wow, he come and, on, now. and he's the and he's the bridge to Peyton Pritchard as your starting point guard, like that's Koozie two point baby. Oh lord! No? Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for playoffs, way off or layoffs. We'll have another edition uh, no, another time if I remember it. Or next time we'll do postseason, go season, roast season. Who knows? That's you can get that any Monday on the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic Podcast Show. And of course, check out the rest of the week: tampering, hoops adjacent, point of contention, nerder she wrote. Make sure you check out no dunks, the team specific shows. Subscribe to the Athletic to get the best sports coverage out there on the internet. For Trey, for Waz, for Dave, for Jay, for Jade, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on the Athletic Podcast Network.